indeed there are more questions than answers like does the five second rule still apply when you have a two second dog hi america hello world I don't get it. <laughs> my name is adrian lee and i am your host and i'm giving heather morris three minutes to think about the opening joke. <laughs> welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show oh wait <laughs> anywhere in the world each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you. Just one week. Just one week I wanted to get through the intro. Nope. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious. Strange. Supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. I'm having far too much fun with that sentence. <laughs> yeah, we know. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly, from the room next door so snuggle under your covers turn out your lights and hold on tight the rules are very simple points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror extra points will be available for shock and awe value to help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates i will employ what i have called the inappropriate bell an example of this would be the panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research <laughs> skills to tonight's show. Heather was bored this week. She dressed up in tan pants and a blue shirt and went into Best Buy and quit. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That would be great. I almost want to do that. What would happen if you dressed up in a company's shirt and trousers and walked in and said, I'm done, I'm through, I'm quitting, and everyone would be kind of looking at themselves thinking, I don't remember seeing her before? That would be freaking hilarious. I've actually seen FedEx uniforms on, like, mm -hmm. Goodwills to to dress up like them and go in would be Your awesome. fantasy is to dress up as a FedEx man, yeah, is it? because I work for the post office. <laughs> the UPS man. <laughs> 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 
It appears everyone's gone to the dark side. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle was tired of boiling water every time she made pasta. So at the beginning of this week, she boiled several gallons to freeze for later. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. You have to get up pretty early to catch Michelle out. That's right. You have to stay up all night. (laughs) Nathan is with us tonight as well, joining us in the background for the mirth and merriment. Nathan renamed his Wi-Fi surveillance van number two just to keep his neighbours on their toes. (laughs) That's a really good idea, isn't it? (laughs) I want everyone now to go online, change their Wi-Fi name to surveillance van number two or FBI surveillance truck. Something like that would just be fantastic, wouldn't it? Postal inspector. Fantastic. We need to do that. That is a really good idea (laughs) this is series two episode 123 123 is an undercover spying kind of a number that loves food so much when he dropped his peanut butter sandwich it hit him on the back of the head did you know in the biblical book of numbers aaron lived to 123 years old no that's a ripe old age isn't it very 123 you've seen many wondrous things at that point have you not Getting old is when you cross the line of where people go from thinking you are crazy to senile. There is a very, very fine line. Uh-oh. You crossed that, didn't you? Many, <laughs> many episodes ago. If you dialed 123 in Britain, you would hear what? I'm going to give you some points. Dial 123 in Britain, you would hear what? The milkman. You would hear the milkman. <laughs> How many pints would you like today, madam? Three. The milk number. <laughs> what kind of planet are you living on where there's a number for milk delivery? <laughs> Would you like some yogurt and butter with that? Any thoughts? The weather. You're not far off, actually. It's the speaking clock. Do you have such things in this country? We the used speaking to. clock. Yeah, we did, didn't we? That's where they say, you know, at the third stroke, it will be 8.53 and 50 seconds. Beep, beep, beep. See how that works? But you used to have that over here. If you dialed one, two, three in Britain, you would still get, you'll get charged a lot of money for it. They'll probably charge you a couple of pounds, but you would hear the speaking chalk. 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 The speaking chalk. So, for the first time on MQTA, the I did not know that about time quiz. There's points to be won. Oh, boy. All about time this week. I don't care about time. Does time travel <laughs> faster for your feet or your face, Miss Morris? Well, your feet. My feet. You're yes. saying my feet. Yes. What are you going to go with, Michelle? Lately, it's my face. Yeah. <laughs> There's no points to be won there, but yes, I would agree with you. It is traveling faster for your face. <laughs> Einstein's theory of relativity dictates that the closer you are to the center of the Earth, the slower time goes there. So if you're at the top really? of Everest, a year would be a microsecond shorter than at sea level. So that is true. I have no idea who gets points. I'm in a very philanthropic mood. I will give everyone points. Everyone gets two. But you'll forget about it because you're senile. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. But my memory is in fact good enough to remember that Heather's currently on minus two. (laughs) Yay, Heather! (laughs) When the dinosaurs were alive, how many days were there in a year? 
when they Closest. were alive. When dinosaurs were alive. Walking I know that's a very, about. Walking about, smoking cigarettes, going to nightclubs. <laughs> oh, no, look at Dave. He's pulled a Segasaurus. They never had a year. They never had a year. Mm-mm. That's not. It's not a trick question. I want to know how many days were in a year when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. They didn't have a calendar. They didn't have a year. No, this is true. They had no concept of time because their brains were the size of walnuts. But I'm saying to you, this is genuinely... Hypothetically, f- if they had no, a it's calendar... Not- <laughs> hypothetically, it's true. <laughs> yes, there's a dinosaur as we speak. There's a triceratops marking the days off, thinking, God, time seems to be going so much slower, doesn't it, than it used to. Do you not remember the days? Look, it's 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes past triceratops. I don't know. It's getting closer. Should we be worried? No, let's I, have another beer. We'll be fine. 536. 536 days. Can you be more specific? Nope. What are you going to go with, Michelle? How long was a year in dinosaur world? I would go with 365. You're going for the same number, are you? You're mm-hmm. going for 365. You are the closest. There were 370 days in a year when oh. dinosaurs ruled the Earth. The Earth is actually slowly spinning slower it's actually getting slower in its rotations do you know why any thoughts on that why is the earth getting slower that we've gained Mm. five days in the last couple of million years because it ate too much yes (laughs) (laughs) it is bloated around the middle look at the bloat on that it's the moon the moon is dragging the earth back bit by bit so we are in fact getting slow if you want to do the maths it's 1.7 milliseconds per century that we're slowing down. There will be a point in the future where we're going so slowly, we'll all just disappear off into space due to a lack of gravity. I won't know about it, though. We won't be here. That is guaranteed, (laughs) madam. But we have lost milliseconds per century, and that all adds up to five extra days for the dinosaurs. They had to wait an extra five days for the little brontosaurus to open up his presents on Christmas Day. How long is a day on Mercury? We're not talking Freddie Mercury. Mercury, how long? Closest one wins. How I, long is a day? Where is it again? It's in space. <laughs> I can't help you any more than that. You go to Duluth, turn left, just north of Fargo, you can't miss it. Hang on, I'm due back on Earth at any minute. 36 days. 36 days for a Mercury year. What are we going with, Michelle? I'm going to say 175. You are closest. It's two years. A year. <laughs> sorry, a day on Mercury is two years. You shall get some points, Michelle, for being <laughs> closest. <laughs> Things you never knew about time. You're leaving the show with more than you arrived with. I'm going to give you a chance to win some points. This is remarkable. The time between the Wright brothers' first flight and man landing on the moon was how many years, Miss Morris? 30. 30 years between the first man flight and the first men landing on the moon. You're going with 30, are you? Why not? Bearing in mind the Second World War was in there somewhere and there was aeroplanes in the Second World War. Sure. Okay, don't let that deter you in your opinion. Nope. Michelle, what are we going with? About 65. There's shenanigans taking place. <laughs> There's all kinds of cheating See? taking place. <laughs> It was, in fact, 66. It was 1903 to 1969 with Nathan holding up fingers in the background. I was going to say 65. Well, you were wrong. It was 66. Well, see. You were were closest. I shall give you the points for being 
the closest. Isn't that remarkable? I think I'm right in saying that one of the Wright brothers actually shook hands with Neil Armstrong. That's I mean, incredible. That's phenomenal. Strong armed him, huh? Unbelievable. What do you mean, strong armed him? Neil Armstrong. Wasn't he, wasn't he like the guy that got tested for drugs on the Tour de France? Or am I getting confused? Oh. No, he was a blues trumpet player. It's amazing what can be accomplished when you get into a pissing contest with the Russians, right? This is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. What was still alive, roaming around on the planet when the Great Pyramids at Giza were built? I want to know what was roaming around at the time the Great Pyramids of Giza were constructed and put together. In fact, the Great Pyramids... Horseshoe crabs. Horseshoe <laughs> crabs. We've still got horseshoe crabs. Oh, if you're playing the Bell, Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can have two shots now, apparently. Pour yourself a double. First one was really impressive. Honestly, I've not heard noises like that since I saw a goat drown in the local stream. Unbelievable. Horseshoe crabs. Why not come out with any random? We still have horseshoe crabs. I'd like to go into the local grocery store, go up to someone, go up to an old woman and just shout, horseshoe crabs. It's the phantom horseshoe crab with any little gripping claws. Don't trust anything that walks sideways is my bet. Good eating though, right? We still have them. I'm looking for stuff that doesn't roam the planet anymore. What was still alive when the Great Pyramids... I guess they were still alive. Because we still have them, right? Okay. Good answer. Turns out it was a good answer. That was a genius. Who knew? Well, it could go either way, couldn't it? She's either a comic genius... Or a numpty. Or a (laughs) numpty. We'll find out by the end of the show. Michelle, any type of crustacean you'd like to bring up at this point? King's crustacean. (laughs) King's crustacean. Some paint crustacean. Any thoughts? Come on, we've only got an hour. Clams. Clams. Why is this so difficult and so hard? Each week, I'm slogging me guts out here, I am tiring it's draining the single humped camel the single humped oh. camel we could be here a long time shouting out random animals we could animals the tasmanian devil that's a good one it the was dodo bird the woolly mammoth i will put you out of your <gasps> misery the no. woolly mammoth was still roaming around where in fact the great pyramids of giza were around for a thousand years before the woolly mammoth died out no. really yeah the woolly mammoth was extinct in 1560 bc and the pyramids were built a thousand years before that how did they know that they asked them apparently (laughs) they had calendars left to them by dinosaurs back in the day did you know will smith is now older than james avery who played uncle phil when the fresh prince of bel-air started no i know it's craziness isn't it he still looks good madness absolute madness now we move on one, two, three is, of course, the atomic number of a yet-to-be-discovered element. Ugh. Of course, there's hundreds and hundreds of these. It's called unbitrium, apparently. Yet to unbitrium. be dis- unbitrium, yet to be discovered, yet to be synthesized, but they have a name for it. I've enjoyed over the last five weeks cracking all the periodic table element jokes, but I think it's time to take them all, all of those bad jokes that we've told over the last five shows. And barium. Oh, no. 
No. No. No. Mm-mm. Now we come to the favourite part of the show. <gasps> Yay! Yay! The part we all enjoy. Yay! The part that Nathan enjoys. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> More than he should in many respects. We are lumbering towards the mailbag on our Love woolly mammoth. Mailbag. With a horseshoe crab in one hand <laughs> and, a, and a calam in the other. <laughs> waiting for the crab police to arrive to take us off to court. I love our mailbag. If you wish to write to us, we read out your letters of support, your emails, your notes that you write on social media. We love hearing from you. So if you wish to write to us, we will read out your quotes and comments. If they're not rude, of course. PJ in Michigan posted, Yesterday, I accidentally sent a naked picture of myself to everyone in my address book. Not only was it embarrassing, but it cost me a fortune in stamps. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Support your post office! (laughs) Support your post office and your law enforcement agency. He goes on to say that he religiously laughs and laughs on SoundCloud. Thank you all. For making my night with your collective wit. It's very kind. Thanks, so thank you for that, sir. We thank appreciate you. that. Robin, our regular listener in Massachusetts, Robin! has written I was flipping through the SoundCloud tracks on my iPhone. I realized that they're kind of 3D. Adrian's eyes follow you around the room as you scroll. This is creepy in the dark, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy in the light, too. Heather's on. Oh. Minus four. <laughs> I experienced something very similar once when I was at the Art Academy in Florence looking at Michelangelo's David, where his eye follows you around the room. Hey. Tanya mm-hmm. in Australia has posted, re-listening to the show on TuneIn Radio, Hot Pocket. Oh, my God. I haven't <laughs> laughed so much in ages. I can't have, We were being rude, I believe. Oh. Rudeness abounds. If you listen to hey, listen. Tanya. If you wish to listen to the Hot Pocket episode, that's our latest <laughs> episode posted on SoundCloud. It's very, very rude. We do a round at the end of the show called Not For Your Mother. You don't know what you're missing. That abounds in rudeness, innuendo, filth. Fun. Fun, frivolity. Kevin in Mankato posted a selfie of himself saying, waiting patiently for the show. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin is having problems with his back. So if you wish to give Kevin in Mankato some prayers and some healing, I'm sure he would much appreciate that. David in Nicaragua. Hi, David. Do you say Nicaragua over here? You say everything different in this country. Nicaragua. Oh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. David in Nicaragua has posted, Hey ho, Adrian, Heather and Michelle. Hello. You guys are heard in this little country thanks to me. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Keep it up. We got that fans was really cool in Nicaragua. This is brilliant, isn't it? This uh, is brilliant. It's brilliant. brilliant. What do you think of Nicaragua, Heather? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> Martin, again, our regular listener in New York, has said best Cambodian Canadian accent <laughs> ever. Ever. You guys have me in stitches every Friday. Love. To you all, and I must Aww. comment as well, Martin has an amazing online auction site. It's called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. There's everything on there from the Living Dead dolls to 80s metal concert T-shirts. The unusual, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Go and have a look at what is morbidly fascinating. You're just a couple of clicks away from owning all of these amazing items. Remember, Martin's Online 
auctions on Facebook. You've already shown good taste by listening to the show. Now you can surround yourself with good taste as well. If you wish to comment on the show, if you wish us to read out all of your letters, all of your comments, you can do so. If you go to Facebook and search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, we have 5,900 followers on there at the moment. All of tonight's stories, all of the videos, the photographs, the cartoons, the interactions, the funnies, everything is on there. It's one big family. We have a lot of fun watching all of the cartoons, watching everyone interact with one another. My mother answering questions as well. Quite remarkable. But you're welcome to join us on there. In the letters I just read out, several people said they listened to the archives. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for more questions and answers. MQTA Radio is what you want. MQTA Radio on SoundCloud. You will find our archives. There's shows on there for the last four years. So if you're walking the dog in the gym, driving in the car, at work, doing the housework, you can listen to us back to back and you can give us a little orange love heart. If you're listening right now, this minute, almost in a Buddhist fashion, listening to the show why not click the little orange love heart just to show your appreciation and remember you can repost what you're listening if you're listening to the show now on soundcloud why not repost that on your social media sites and tell the whole world that you're listening to mqta and remember we do do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out due to innuendo and naughtiness that's available for you just solely in our archives so you have an incentive to go and listen and you can find us on itunes stitcher and TuneIn radio as well you can join our twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips we have ninety four thousand followers on there we have a youtube channel more questions and answers with adrian lee where there's outtakes if you want the funniest six minutes of your life ever i guarantee you will be laughing so hard a small amount of we will come out Go and search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on YouTube and search for the story with the man with the large appendage. I can't say too much more, otherwise we will be removed. But that is on there and you will be laughing, I guarantee it. This show is free. It will always be free. Our archives are free. Everything we do is free. But if you wish to donate to the show, you can go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, and we have lots of fundraisers on there we have people donating a dollar one dollar for the fun and merriment what value for money where else can you listen to an englishman basically take points away from two american women nowhere else can you find that nowhere else would you find hosts of a radio show throwing in horseshoe crabs as an answer (laughs) nowhere would you find someone saying where's mercury nowhere else would you find a show where someone says professor hans arkoff is that a real person from nasa but if you go to patreon.com why am i here you can donate to the madness the absolute madness That is more questions than answers. My current book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead, is available on Amazon and all good bookshops if you're looking for a summer read. And finally, we have an exhibition of ghost hunting equipment, possessed dolls, all kinds of paranormal things I've collected over the years. If you go to Redwood Falls in Redwood County, Minnesota, the historical society there has an exhibition that's running to the 31st of October. It's five dollars to get in and all the money goes to charity and you can see the only exhibition on the history of paranormal investigating fun and merriment. It's that time of the year 
this doesn't happen in Britain. It's this time of the year that I'm driving around town and I see people walking around with giant green pods. Okay, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. I get really concerned, really worried. All these people are walking around. I've asked several police officers what's going on and apparently it's what you call zucchini. <laughs> now, I don't know what's taking place. I'm just seeing people with this like thousand yard stare wandering around the streets with these giant pods in their hand. They're leaving on on people's doorsteps. They're leaving them in mailboxes. It's almost like a curse. If you get one, what do you do with it? Where does it go? What's one doing with that? You open up the door. There's this random assault of zucchini that someone's left you on the doorstep. What are you doing with it at that point? It's basically zucchini bread, isn't it, at that moment? Or, or you're boiling it up to paper the house with and you're using it as wallpaper paste. We have a different name for this in Britain. I didn't know what this was. I don't know it as zucchini. I know it as a courgette. That's very fancy. Courgette. I think courgette. the French have a word for that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm One of the most embarrassing moments of my life came when I'm with my friend Chris. We're in the south of France. It's the early 1990s. I'm trying to impress everyone with my French. I walk straight up to the billet, the ticket office. We want a sleeping compartment to take the two of us to France, into Paris overnight. It's a long journey from Nice to Paris, and we wanted to get a sleeping compartment. A sleeping compartment in French is called a couchette. So in my best French, I went up to the ticket office and asked for two courgettes for me and my mate Steve for overnight. And the French woman behind the ticket desk done what every French person has ever done since the dawn of time and went and shrugged her shoulders. I thought it was very funny, but we don't call them zucchini. We call them courgettes. And I thought it was invasion of the body snatchers out there. We have a paranormal quiz show. We run into the round of ghosts and hauntings michelle's on four i'm yet to score and heather's on minus four so everything is to play for in the first round a surge in demonic possessions has led to record numbers of exorcisms the rituals said to drive out evil spirits from the body are a booming industry the devil makes work for idle hands apparently <laughs> just see what I, that's very clever i enjoyed that and the rise in exorcisms made famous in the 1970s horror film The Exorcist is driven by a rise in West African migrants, says a Christian think tank. Communities are also carrying out healings for illnesses said to be caused by being possessed by the devil. Report author Ben Ryan said there has been an increase focus in the Anglican Church on exorcisms and partially that's in response to increased demand. Outside the established church there's a huge increase which you can see with your own eyes. In 2014 it emerged child exorcisms were being carried out on street corners in Croydon, South London at 3am in the morning. Street corner exorcisms, get them while they're hot, buy one get one free. If you buy one now we'll do your grandmother next week, here's the token. The report warned that most people being exercised need psychiatric treatment. Do you reckon? No. They do say a high percentage of people claiming they're possessed are in fact mentally ill. I think it's like 80-90%. The Church of England said it takes deliverance ministry very seriously, treating each case in a pastoral and private way. Until the book and film come out apparently and then everyone's mm -hmm. names included. Deliverance ministry or don't be so silly. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with 
Adrian Lee, where you can read that story in full. I'm going to give myself two points for being mm. informative and a little bit spooky. Spooky. Mm. Spooky. You weren't spooky. 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 <laughs> spooky. Spooky. None of that. Miss Morris. None of that. <laughs> what have you got for me in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? In Texas. That's where I'm heading. That's Yay! What appears to be a paranormal activity was caught on camera once again in South Texas haunted Magnolia Hotel. Strange Town posted a video on YouTube showing what looks like a black mist entering the hotel's Campbell Room from the left side during the early morning hours of August 5th. The Camel Room. Campbell. Oh, Campbell. I thought there was a room. You're still in... Camel wells. Ancient Egypt. I am. I just imagined opening the doors and there's all these camels dancing around with their makeup on. Like Camel Rouge. God, no. White mist then clouds the camera lens. Investigators says about 10 minutes later, a white vortex appeared even more visible and quickly rotated in front of the camera. What does a vortex look like? Tornado. Hang on, I'll show you. (gasps) (laughs) That looks like that. That was just a That's little one. Rude. Unbelievable, And it right? was small. Well, it's cold in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Every wrinkle's an inch. <laughs> Guests have reported seeing other instances of paranormal activity at the hotel, and the Magnolia owners Jim and Aaron Gendy began restoring the building in 2013 and opened it to the public for ghost tours that For camel hunting. Things. Quick, get the camel you gun. You are terrible. Zip it. Yep. yep. Nope. Nope. No. Done. Before that, it had been vacant for about 20 years. It started off as a two-room log cabin when it was built in the 1840s by one of the original Texas Rangers, Chuck Norris. No. Chuck Morris. Boy, Chuck Morris. You have a Chuck Morris. No, I was thinking my mother's been vacant for about 20 years. Well, no, it was actually James Campbell. Campbell. (laughs) Not camel. Camel. You want to pronounce your worms properly. I can't understand a word you're saying. The owners of the Campbell was massacred by the Comanches and is seen roaming his cabin from time to time. The Magnolia is also called the video an incredible catch. Perfect. What are you doing with the hand signals? Put your hand down, Mr. Lee. I was pretending to be the Comanche. I was doing an Indian massacre. Yes, so we're we're doing a tableau (laughs) of mine for our listeners at the moment and doing a very good job of it, I might add. We have no camera. Michelle was the massacre, I was the Comanche tribe, and I think we were doing quite well between us. Mm -hmm. I thought we'd nailed it. Yeah, that's very impressive. There you go. <laughs> wow. We shall give ourselves... Michelle can have oh, five points no, you're yeah. for, being, for being the massacre in that particular mine. Mm-hmm. I'll give myself five points for being the Comanche, all of them. <laughs> oh, I think Morris should have points. Um, uh-huh. I'll give you two. There, you're a minus two now. That's fabulous. Let's see how that works. A bone-chilling clip sent shivers through the spines of viewers when it accidentally captured something truly haunting. Christine D'Amour, a YouTube star, has been freaking out her fans with a terrifying ghost encounter at her home in Los Angeles. As she explains in the freaky video blog, the home belongs to her friend David Amar. 
But it is no ordinary house. It is believed to be haunted by Charles Manson's murder victims. It was built just a few feet away from the mansion. US actress Sharon Tate and four others were killed by the Manson family in 1969. Christine tells viewers she visited the house. An unknown to her was visited by what she believes were spirits during her trip. It wasn't until Christine had left the haunted home and watched back the footage that had been recorded on a hidden camera that she noticed something very creepy. In the terrifying video, filmed without the knowledge of Christine and her friends, a voice is heard saying, Hello, why are you in my bedroom? Watching the clip back, a terrified Christine says, We did not hear that live. Later in the clip, the piano starts playing by itself, causing Christine to scream her lungs out. We've had experience of haunted pianos, haven't we? You was at the Manterville investigation about mm-hmm. seven or eight years ago, Manterville. Yes. In Dodge County. And there was a piano in the theatre, the Manterville Theatre, Opera House, and we left a DVR on the piano and we heard the piano playing. Yeah, in like the in middle Ghostbusters. Of the inv- oh. It wasn't playing Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> How do you play Ghostbusters on a piano? No, it was the Bill Murray. Plink, 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 all linked to that. Living in fear or nothing to see here. You decide by going to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. And with. I may or may have not heard someone tell me to get out of their bedroom. <laughs> she saw a hairy man walking away. Someone's told you to get out of their bedroom. It wasn't Uncle Trevor, was it? He wasn't really your uncle. He turned out just to be a friend of your granddad's. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight? Apart from too much information in the round of ghosts and hauntings. A ghostly figure has been caught on camera walking through a cemetery containing 58,000 bodies. The silvery white figure repeatedly floats in and out of view on the clip filmed at St. James Mount and Gardens in Liverpool. Creepy footage shows the ghostly figure walking on the path of the gardens and can be seen gliding backwards and forwards. It appears and disappears throughout the 1 minute and 20 second video. There are also times that the eerie figure appears to be looking forward and arguably a face can be seen. The historic 10-acre site is known for its hauntings as it holds the remains of nearly 58,000 people, according to historian Mike Faulkner. On a website of history on the St. James Cemetery, it is reported that there are a catalog of weird and wonderful people buried on the grounds. These include a sea captain who was stabbed to death in a suspicious circumstance in the Bay of Biscay, and a midget artist who spent her early years in a Victorian freak show. Can you imagine a midget it? artist? A mm-hmm. midget art to lose the trick. The interesting thing mm-hmm. is that you could be doing a paranormal investigation in that area and no one would believe you if you saw a sea captain and a midget with a beret on walking towards you, would you? <laughs> you never believe what I've just seen. Oh my God, you're white, your teeth are chattering. Yes, unbelievable. I've seen Captain Birdseye and the midget from Safety Dance, Men Without Hats. <laughs> who thought, who knew such things? 
No. Unbelievable. Haunted by a midget and a sea captain. Michelle, I shall give you two points. You're now up to a very hedonistic 11. We're on double integers. Have you ever known such things? Never. This is all because of you mimed a massacre. Very impressive. A Tennessee funeral home and its director have been fined more than $3,000 for reusing caskets without reupholstering them after oh, they were rented. No. The Tennessee Board of Funeral Directors and Embalmers found that Edmund Hull Ford Mortuary Services violated state law by not changing the lining. The funeral directors used hospital body bags as liners so a rental casket could then be reused over and over. And? The practice was discovered by an employee at the home who challenged his bosses and then was promptly fired. Not understanding this. Funeral director Edmund Ford said the practice was simply to save money for people who would otherwise struggle to afford funerals. I think when you sell a casket, you're expecting that when you get it, and Uncle Dave's in it, that it's not been used 35 times previously to it's that. It's not like he's going to catch anything. Is your hope. <laughs> I really didn't think that was going to be a funny story. Oh, Jesus, Michelle. It's got corpse juice in it. I'm not using that. I think it's very similar to bowling shoes. Spray. If you Febreze it, it will be exactly, exactly what's happened. Throw a melty thing in there. Where's this? Do you know those little pine-shaped air fresheners you get in the car? No, no, it's the renews it stickums. Stickums. It's what she would have wanted. She's classy. Your grandmother's never smelt better. It used to be the smell of wee wee and mothballs. Now it's pine fresh air. What's that? What you New get? car scent. Car scent. New casket scent. New, get that new casket smell. <laughs> Showroom floor. Get that new casket smell with Pine Fresh Freshener. Send your loved ones off with the smell of mountain streams God. and vanilla. Former employee Jeremy Harris said he called out his boss for him to explain what was going on but was then fired instead he claimed he confronted ford the funeral director and raised concerns but was subsequently dismissed according to the state dozens of families who paid for a rental casket had no idea that such a practice was happening harris filed the complaint against the home back in january saying he'd been ordered to reuse one casket more than 35 times in less than six months with not changing the lining at any given point, the remains, the remains, you don't want to be dead and lying in someone else's jelly I'm dish. Not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to care. Honestly, I don't think I'll I care. I just want to say, this is kind of mean, but if you're renting a casket, meh. Meh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he says occasionally if the casket and lining became soiled, he would spray it with Febreze in an attempt <laughs> yeah! to freshen it. Almost like your psychic. He said it gave families with limited means an option to receive a more dignified service. The funeral home was fined $2,000 while the owner, Edmund Ford, was fined $1,500. Rest in peace or pass the Febreze. (laughs) You can decide for yourself. I shall give myself two points and I'm up to a nice resplendent nine as we run into the round that is ufos and cryptozoology it's green men and hairy beasties aliens developed and tested weapons of mass destruction on earth 
according to sensational claims. UFologists claim there is evidence a nuclear explosion occurred on the planet thousands of years ago. Uh-huh. Yep. Here, look at that comet coming towards us. <laughs> look at that. Get, get Terry the Triceratops to look. Look, can you Terry? see? Like a meteorite strike. The outlandish revelations are references to huge deadly weapons in ancient Hindu texts. So-called truth seekers claim that a war, which is thought to have been fought in 3102 B.C., so there would have been woolly mammoths running around. And crabs. Saw the I'd be use riding one. Of a, she's riding crabs. <laughs> You're only riding them sideways, aren't you? A conspiracy website states evidence of a nuclear strike is in a description of the battling passages of an ancient Sanskrit epic. It claims the text references a single projectile charged with all of the power in the universe, an incandescent column of smoke and flames as bright as 10,000 suns rising in all its splendour. It was an unknown weapon, an iron thunderbolt, a gigantic messenger of death, which reduced to ashes an entire race. The corpses were burnt so bad as to be unrecognisable. That's the last time I set light to my tummy, Shane. (laughs) Their hair and nails fell out. Pottery broke without any apparent calls and birds turned white. This is like going in after my dad in the day after Thanksgiving. It added to escape from this fire. The soldiers threw themselves into the wither and were saved by mermaids. Claims of a nuclear explosion in South Asia thousands of years ago have surfaced before human remains found years ago in the archaeological sites in Pakistan were allegedly radioactive, a byproduct of a nuclear blast. Bunk. Mushroom cloud off a crying out loud. <laughs> Bunk, if you're playing the bell, bunk and snort drinking game, you can now treat yourself to a swift swig of alcoholic drinks. Miss Morris, Chuck Morris, what have you got for me now in the round of UFOs? At least mine is real. Cryptozoology. Well, let's not prejudge it. You read it out and we decide. I have an outbreak of zombie caterpillars. Zombie (laughs) caterpillars. Yeah. Nice. An outbreak of a zombie virus is causing British caterpillars to march towards the sun before exploding. Oh, oh no. no! Look at that caterpillar! Oh, <laughs> there goes another one. Whoops! It goes There's another no. caterpillar. <laughs> Look at that one on your blouse. Oh no! That, you're gonna. That's not coming out. That's a difficult stain, isn't it? Caterpillar jelly. That's a difficult stain. Is, you're yeah. boiling that at that point, aren't you? Well, the baculovirus. I'm sorry? It's a virus. It's a virus. Yeah, Mm, it's a baculovirus. It's a backdoor virus. It's a backdoor virus. Anyway, it changes the caterpillar's instincts to hide away from the sunlight and forces them to climb to the tops of the plant. So it's actually causing them to do the opposite of what they would normally do. So they're climbing the little plants. Oh. Time is moving slower for them. They're, yeah, <laughs> sunbathing caterpillars. On a leaf she could have put some the tree. clothes on. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> Can you rub some suntan lotion into my legs? <laughs> Three days I was there. Three days rubbing suntan oil into a caterpillar's legs. Well, as they're sunbathing, their bodies are then liquefied, causing them to burst oh. and spread the bug juice to the other insects <laughs> oh no look at that oh gee gavin's all over me arms look at that it's not coming out i love you oh no 
<laughs> Terry, where's the treasure buried? Tell us. Where's? Oh no! We'll never find Terry's money now. Grandma, where did you put the keys to the patio? Where were the patio keys? Tell us. Oh no! More knowledge lost to the world of caterpillars. I've come up with a brilliant idea to save the planet if we only just. Oh no! <laughs> Worst timing ever. Uh, it's like I a... know you've been dating me for some time now, but I think it's about time we actually were physical. Oh, no. My one chance of being physical. She's gone. Three weeks I put spade work in. I took her to the cinema, Dairy Queen and everything. Oh. <laughs> Sweet caterpillar love. Well, it's like a zombie horror film, said Dr. Chris Miller. I was carrying out a large health butterfly survey. Anyone want to have a guess which country? We'll get some points available. Have a guess, Michelle, from that. Go on, where are we going? Anywhere you want. I'm saying French. In Winmarley Moss. I'm sorry, where's that? What? It's in Britain. Oh, that's a British accent. You have I'm a an idiot. hodgepodge of I was gonna say eclectic people. I've never come across... Eclectic people. I've never come across any Canadian Cambodians though on my travels living in London. And I noticed no, a caterpillar hanging it. from the end of a branch. It needs to be a British accent, Miss Morris. Oh, I don't know how to sound like you. Oh, I thought I you were going to do... come out with Austin Powers, Dick Van Dyke. Later on, I saw another one hanging. I think we're in Harlem now. <laughs> From a tall blade of grass. God, oh, jeez. <laughs> and I thought Dick Van Dyke was bad. God blimey, Mary Poppins. Look at those exploding caterpillars, sweetheart. Both of them are dead. Okay. <laughs> but otherwise intact. It's very Australian, isn't it? I don't know what the... I, I was thinking a little bit Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I don't even want to finish the conversation because I can't do it in a British accent. Go for it. Do, go in the Cambodian-Canadian. That was working for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whilst checking some other branches, I noticed small scraps of caterpillars on a couple of branches, suggesting two I had seen were not the only ones to be affected. It's pretty gruesome <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, it's finish, it's isn't it? <laughs> Please finish. <laughs> it's not unusual. It's really unusual seeing caterpillars high up. As they can be eaten by the boards. Yes, they don't want to be eaten by the boards. People should remain vigilant. Oh, I'm blind. <laughs> and have a lookout for them. I want to see an exploding caterpillar. I want. I, oh no! Worst things happen. Not for caterpillars. There'll be a shortage of butterflies now, and then Butterfly. the birds won't have anything to eat. Why? And the do whole birds suddenly, suddenly appear. appear. Your points are suddenly <laughs> going to reappear. <laughs> I'm going to bring you up to a large, round, splendid zero. Oh. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight? Why is that cryptozoology and UFOs? Have you heard of zombie caterpillar, caterpillars? I've never heard of any cauliflowers. <laughs> zombie cauliflowers. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? A mutant pig born with two bodies and eight legs has died just minutes after being born. Wow. Farmer Gal by G. What? He yep. buy gum. <laughs> Who owns the sow said the piglet appeared to have been joined to a parasitic twin. 
Gao said he had never seen anything like it after the pig was born with underdeveloped skin and numerous extra limbs. Oh. Gao, who lives in China's eastern Shandong province, spotted the little piglet among the rest of the sow's litter after they were born. He said the animal kicked and struggled, and Gao had planned to hand-rear it before it suddenly stopped breathing. Porky, no! Mm, no. Tasty good, though. Besides having one head, two bodies, and eight legs... That's the perfect animal for eating right there. One head, two bodies, eight legs. Everybody's happy. Oh, there's probably people wanting to test his genes. Probably. He'd need genes with, like, eight leg holes, wouldn't he? <laughs> wow. wow. I don't know where you're going to buy those. Was that spontaneous humor, Mr. Lee? Yes, it's wow. called Remember that in Nicaragua, they think we're witty and funny. Mm. <laughs> no, they think we are. Yeah. Oh. Why not have a big bunch of minus Nathan's an enabler, I've discovered. This is true enough. That's why we pay him to be here. Yeah. I wonder why he kept turning up. <laughs> With a smile on his face. <laughs> the piglet appeared normal. What? It appeared normal, other than than the two bodies and eight legs. It looked fine. And had all the other organs, Gao said. I had prepared milk and wanted to feed it myself. But it died in a few minutes, he added. Gao buried the piglet on his farm after showing it to curious residents living nearby. Gao has yet to find a scientific explanation for his mutant piggy, but reports the birth defect was likely the result of an egg that had not split properly, similar to human conjoined twins. There we go. If you wish to see that story, you can visit our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers. With Adrian Lee, I should give you two points, Michelle, which brings you up to a very, very healthy 13 as we enter the last round of the evening. It is the round of the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. A new type of snake has been identified in the UK, bringing the total number of species in Britain to four. Yes, a mind-numbing four. And one of those is a worm, to be honest. It's just... Really? It's it's, it's a slow worm. Yeah. As opposed to a a fast fast worm. worm. (laughs) Which is one you take out in a sports car with its head hanging out the window. Look at that worm whizzing by in that car. What's it think? It's got a scarf on to keep itself warm. Scientists say the barred grass snake is actually a different species to the common or eastern grass snake. Before it was thought the grass snake was one species with several subspecies that look slightly different. The others native to the UK are the smooth snake and the adder, which is venomous. I but thought you didn't have venomous snakes in Black Adder. No one, no one has been killed by an adder in Britain since 1973. You'd have to be a very small child, very elderly, and you would have to find one because they're incredibly rare. You told me there were no venomous snakes as there. good as. That's not as good as. <laughs> well, let's cancel out two of them, Britain, on the back of the fact no, that you may come across a feminist. No bears here. No bears here. No bears. Walk Nothing away. To see. Nothing. Well, it took a man big in a basket. <laughs> there are no sharks in the water. <laughs> That's a dolphin. And it's just playing with your legs. Grass snakes are a protected species under the Wildlife and Countryside Act, so it is a criminal offence to injure them or take them water skiing. Both types of grass snakes are normally found in lowland regions of the south of England. Let me guess, in the grass. 
in the grass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unlike the slow snake. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have a bull snake. <laughs> Along its entire length, the new grass snake has black stripes, which on the common snake are barely noticeable. Britain has been around for like ever. Ever. And we've ever. only just found another snake. It's remarkable, isn't it? It is. It makes me wonder what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Sasquatch. That we're not in Britain, surely. <laughs> there might be. There is claims that there is a Sasquatch living in Warwickshire. In, in There is, just south of Birmingham on the Ring Road near Dudley. Oh, that's true. Dudley? Mr. Dudley! <laughs> this is true enough. Canuck Chase, they reckon there's Bigfoots running around. This is the God's honest truth. You moved should, over here. I, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why don't you have a load of minus three? How's that? Oh. Miss oh. Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Well... I believe I'm going to Australia. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Yay. Hi, Tanya. Well, Anthony Collins became totally lost in a remote part of Australia during a trip with his girlfriend, which would be really sweet, right? Well, he's 32 and had been on a journey from Perth to Darwin with his girlfriend, Debbie Bloomfield, when their vehicle became hopelessly stuck in the sand. Uh-oh. Guess who was driving? It was the man. The man. <laughs> well, he was reliant on her to read the map. Yeah, we'll get to that, shall we? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, following an argument. Uh-huh. <laughs> I told you to do a left at that big I rock. wonder why. <laughs> the big red rock. <laughs> that big red rock. I told you to go. I didn't see a big red rock. I'm focusing on driving. I'm sure if there was a big red rock. I would have seen it. (laughs) Following an argument over their situation, the pair decided to go their separate ways. Which is always a good idea when you're in the desert in the middle of nowhere. She was mad. Can you imagine? Very quickly, they both became lost. Can you imagine Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong having a falling out? And I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to hear Buzz Lightyear. Yes, Buzz Lightyear was in fact the second man on the moon, according to Miss Morris. You must remember, Lance Armstrong and Buzz Lightyear, the first two men on the moon. Infinity and beyond. Nice. Thank you. Fortunately, after walking five miles through the blistering heat, Bloomfield who, as you know, was the woman, Yes, happened to come across a remote mining camp and was rescued. Yay! However... I bet they couldn't believe their luck. They've been out there for 10 years, never seen a woman. Right. She just comes walking up out of the mirage. That's right. I bet she had a fun evening. Well, however... (laughs) However... Mr. Collins... Mr. Collins... Who went his separate way was nowhere to be found. Um, After a three-day search involving helicopters, planes, and four-wheel drives, he was eventually located after search and rescue crews discovered some of his clothes and equipment. Suffering from both sunburn and dehydration, Collis had reportedly survived by eating bugs and flowers and by burying himself in the sand at night to keep himself warm. He credited TV survival expert Bear Grylls for the techniques he had learned to use to stay alive. Now, the takeaway I want everyone to understand is that 
the woman got rescued because she knew where she was going. That's right. <laughs> she had Aboriginal blood. She knew where she'd be. That's right. Next time, listen. Did you? Did you? Men. Did you eat dough? No. no. <laughs> we ask for directions. We get where we want to go. That's right. I'll ask for direction after the first few years. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm going. I know where no, I'm going. Don't. I told no, you, you to don't. do a left at that big red rock. <laughs> Michelle, you have the last story of the evening. A strange circular object has been discovered in the water at East Beach in Westerly, Rhode Island, and no one has any idea what it may be. The circular object has stainless steel legs and is capped with concrete. It looks like a metal starfish because it has these eight legs that go down from the center, said Peter Brockman, president of the East Beach Association. The object is located near the Niantic Avenue entrance, about 60 to 70 yards west towards the Watch Hill Lighthouse. Many locals don't remember seeing it before last summer, Brockman said. The harbor master has never seen it or heard of it before, so it's a real mystery. Brockman said he's heard guesses from equipment used by aliens. Alien equipment. Alien. <laughs> to the Army Corps of Engineers. Or a submarine used mm. by horseshoe crabs. Yes. Uh, maybe. Do you think if they were in a submarine, they'd go sideways still? If yes. a crab drives a car, is it car going sideways? Yes. Their world is sideways, mm-hmm. isn't it? There's no going backwards no, I don't think horseshoe crabs go sideways. Oh. Come on, Heather. I just haven't done the research. I, when I came in this morning, I'm thinking I must gen up on horseshoe crabs. <laughs> yes. I've been a yes. fool. What was I doing? Wasting time. What are you saying? Are you saying you're less knowledgeable than me on, on horseshoe crabs? Well, it depends if you're right or not, doesn't it? <laughs> on this Friday? We will decide <laughs> later on oh. by the font of all knowledge, the oracle that is Wikipedia, whether horseshoe crabs can, in fact, I think they can actually go backwards and forwards. No, can we have a duel? <laughs> what, with a crab? <laughs> If you walk ten paces to the side and then fire your weapons... We can have a game of horseshoes. Wow! It was worth turning up just for that, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Nice, nice. Some scientists at URI think that it is a seafloor mount for an acoustic Doppler imaging apparatus. That's what I thought when I saw it. Yes. Did you see it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I actually did see it, and it looks kind of like those spiny face hugger things yeah, from alien alien jeez mm-hmm. oh, how it got here it's the strangest thing because it's not something that floats it's very heavy for the safety of surfers and swimmers brockman has painted a fence to mark the area brockman said the association plans to move the object as early as next week what a joy to behold we now move into the round that is called not for your mother which means you have found us on our archives, so well done you for coming to check us out. You won't be disappointed. Why not tell all your friends on social media what you're listening to at the moment and share that for us. And if you could press the little orange love heart, we would be very much appreciative of that. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Also, if your mother's in the room, you might want to remove her at this point. Kick her out. A deputy Ooh. admits he surfed the internet to look at pictures of naked women whilst on duty. But it was all legitimate. Former Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office, Bernalillo, 
<laughs> He's in <laughs> Ber- Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office Sergeant Mark Kamat said because he was researching a specific group of individuals with distinctive tattoos and piercings, uh-huh. Kamat's uh-huh. made the argument in a complaint for employment retaliation, which he filed Wednesday against the <laughs> Bernan Armadillo <laughs> County Commission. Kamat said in the suit that he was forced to resign or be terminated because he was caught viewing pictures of nude women at work. But he said (laughs) in the complaint that the nudes weren't on pornographic sites and he was looking at them for legitimate research. Oh, gross. You would be amazed how much research I get through. You can't move in my bedroom for research. (laughs) Kamatz has been with the sheriff's office since 1997 and at one point was a spokesman for the agency. The complaint says that in February 2015, a female deputy made a sexual harassment accusation against another deputy. Kamatz told her to file a complaint. He was then interviewed as part of that internal affairs investigations. And Kamatz said he engaged in protected activity of opposing discrimination in the workplace. Weeks later, Kamatz said in the complaint... He was the target of an internal affairs investigation for surfing the internet on duty and looking at pictures of nude women. The complaint doesn't describe where Kamatz looked at the photos or why he had to do research on nudes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to do research? I'd know where to look. I'd know where to look. Yeah, you'd look in the corridor, wouldn't you? Out of the way of everybody else so you didn't get caught. The complaint filed in the Second Judicial District Court is seeking damages that would be compensating to him for his earnings. He would have received if he had not been forced to resign and additional damages for his mental anguish and humiliation. Really? Three people having sex is a threesome. Two people having sex is a twosome. And that's why Nathan's handsome. Have you been saving that? Look at your eyes. You're so excited. Wow. I love this show. I love this show. Heather, what have you got for me tonight? First in the round of Not For Your Mother. Well, I have a woman who finally, finally finally won a sex toy at an Ann Summers party. And she had a peculiar alternative use for it. Oh, God. Cocktail shaker. Uh, I'll have a martini, please. Vodka martini. Probably not far off. Shaken, not stirred. (laughs) Crab killer. Crab killer. (laughs) (laughs) Like a boomerang. Look at the way she took that crab out. Straight through it, like a javelin. It's a back massager. Is it really? (laughs) No, actually... She she thought of something I never would have thought of, never in a million years. So she's an inventor. Paint oh, mixer, mixing paint, mixing paint. Rather than using the vibrator for more traditional purposes, the woman, a keen gardener, That's used a it to irrigate her greenhouse plants. <laughs> Come here, Michelle. Let me irrigate your greenhouse plants. Oh, not again! Second time lucky. <laughs> The unusual DIY gardening method was shared on Grandsnet. Yeah, look it up. Forum in response to an unexpected use for vibrator series. The greenhouse story is, we think, the most interesting. And I do have others, so hold on. 
Oh, you have a list. You've spent I a do. week working on this, haven't you? The GransNet user shared, my now retired colleague won a vibrator on <laughs> Ann Summer's party Russian, some Russian or years Chinese. ago. <laughs> she was a very keen gardener. Mr. Bond. And had a greenhouse with a lot of very expensive, delicate plants that only required minimal watering. Succulents. <laughs> so, so she hooked up the vibrator to an inverted plastic drinks bottle, filling it with water. Pierced a small hole in the end of the bottle. Then it's like Gardner's Question Time. Then switched on the Vibratron. <laughs> the vibe that needs a car battery. I've never seen the device, but already I know that needs a car battery. The Vibratron. <laughs> you sat there and all the lights in the town are dimming. Michelle's drinking the juice. The street lights have gone out. <laughs> I'd go to the greenhouse more often. <laughs> I'm worried about greenhouse gases. <laughs> oh, result. Oh, result. <laughs> Ain't it just? <laughs> result. <laughs> Was that several plants received light showers? <laughs> golden shower. <laughs> He's in the greenhouse little, giving the plants a golden shower. Little droplet of water. You can get sprays oh, for this. For as long as the battery in the Vibratron Vibratron <laughs> held out. Isn't that like from Transformers? Vibratron. Uh, that's like Voltron. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Transformers, dildos in disguise. It's the porn version. <laughs> oh, pity. It was bright pink. Otherwise, you would have never noticed it. I would have noticed it going... Mm, 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 have you got an outboard motor? <laughs> She's going around Lake Superior on it. <laughs> wow, this is why we can't have cameras in the studio. Michelle, what Wait do you have for second. me? <laughs> Apparently Heather hadn't finished. <laughs> I take a while. You need I got more. You need Duracell, surely. Well, anyway, that was genius. Yes. And there were a few other odd uses shared on the forum, which I know you want to hear on GrannyNet, right? I do. I do. Strangely, the story above isn't where the outdoorsy vibe ends. Get that vibe. I see what eh. you've done. One woman said vibrators are brilliant at bringing... Oh, Christ. God, no. Bringing love, peace, they and happiness. They are brilliant at bringing... The worms in the <gasps> lawn to the surface yes. when I want to go fishing. My what? vibrator brings the worms to, to the yard. yard. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> My worm is better than yours. Damn right. <laughs> wow. I can teach you, but it has to charge. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Hang on, they've started exploding. <laughs> My worms. <laughs> I 
happened to myself Bubble if I want to go fishing, I charge up the vibrator and take it out the front door. <laughs> They've all got a concussion. All the fish are floating to the surface. Can you imagine oh, no. the neighbours? Oh, <laughs> What's Morris no. doing next door? She's throwing a vibrator into the yard. Now she's Why killing. Why she keep poking in the gopher hole? <laughs> I swear I've never heard it called that before. <laughs> I got more. Oh, good, good, good. In the gopher hole. <laughs> You're going fishing with gophers. What are you trying to catch? Sharks? Look at that nice woman taking that gopher water skiing. All right. Another example was in the more likely bedroom area. But again, for nothing at sexual, though comforting. I have a vibrator and it looks like a lipstick, writes oh, one Gransnet user. I actually used to have one of those. With wow. The, what? You can carry it in your purse and no one knows. With the permission. <laughs> don't give me that face, Michelle. <laughs> Nate, we are still here. Nathan and me are still here. We're sat here. We're still here. I ignore you all the time. <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, anyway, with the permission of my surgeon, I took it to my second cataract operation to hold my hand to act as a distractor when I had to stare at the bright light. So she, she, said, she asked her surgeon <laughs> to take a vibrator in for a cataract operation. They say it affects your eyesight. That's right. That's what? right. And then things got really bizarre. Because that's not weird at all. No. My friend had forgotten that she had left hers lying around. When it was noticed by a family member, she tried to pass it off as a stick blender for making soup. So you were on it, Mr. Lee. See? Nice. It's a smoothie. Yeah. Nice. Mango smoothie. Perfect. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? What do you do when you're asked to make the most explicit, vulgar, dirtiest cake you can think of to prank a friend for his birthday? Well, I can, uh, you I can say work, yay! I can work on the icing for you, if that helps. You deliver on all fronts, of course. Abby Smith, 24, from Derbyshire, was given this challenge for her friend's boyfriend's birthday. Yay. And she didn't disappoint. Good for her. The keen baker decided to make a Thai lady boy cake. Thai. A lady boy <laughs> cake! Um, it's a bad way. Lady boys! <laughs> I, I just, I don't know what's going on. I'm scared. I'm actually scared now. You're scared of lady boy? I want mm. my mum. <laughs> oh, Mr. Go wake her up. <laughs> My mother's snoring. She can't hear any of this. Carry on. She's... Johnny was presented with the explicit cake surrounded by his partner, Adele, his sister, his parents, and some friends. And his reaction is priceless. Abby told Mirror Online the cake took two whole days to make and is completely edible. It's made up of sponge cake with a jam and cream filling, fondant icing to cover, cake lace for the stockings. I I don't quite understand this, but popping candy in the anus. Popping. Oh, it's Pop Rocks! Yay! <laughs> Pop Rocks! We should get some of that and the Wait, listeners can and hear put us. put it in your... 
No, I'm not putting Even pot rocks in, in my anus? anus for the listeners to hear. <laughs> I've drawn the line. I've got seven dollars. Nathan, Nathan, take your ring off. It hurts. That's not my ring. That's my wristwatch. <laughs> Best seven dollars ever. <laughs> you tried Pop Rocks for the first Not time. Not my ever. <laughs> no, like for the first time two years ago. Yes. Like literally. Yes. Because you'd never had it before. That's right. And what did you think? I thought they were poppy. <laughs> this, what did you think? <laughs> what? Would they fit in Uranus? Would they fit where? In Uranus. I have no idea. I, I, I can't even answer that. What if we put them in a funnel? Never before on the radio have two women asked me if I can push pop rocks up my anus with the aid of a funnel and they'll give me $7 for the privilege. What is the world? This was meant to be a paranormal quiz show. Where's we are asking go- questions, yes, aren't we? Yes. There's no answers. We there are no more answers. Questions. Yes, more questions than answers. This is the show more answers than questions. <laughs> the answer's no. It's definitely no. <laughs> Let me think about it. Oh. <laughs> Blueberry. Mm. That's the flavor. I don't think the taste makes any difference, does it, at that point? We'll find out. It does. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting a hint of strawberry now. No, it has to. How? It has to because can't you get drunk? Yes, you can get drunk through... You can enter alcohol into your body in your eyeball if you wanted to. You mean like an enema? Yes. Yeah, or through the vajayjay. Yes, this is true. You can can dump a wine bottle. Oh, we've done some strange things. I didn't. I've heard. Okay. We'll make you up a Bloody Mary. I'll find you a pickle and a... A length of celery and a couple of olives to work with. No, no. It was also airbrushed with color to get the definition. Did it have back balls? Yes. Oh, good. The cake was a surprise for Johnny, so he had no idea what was coming. What Johnny boy. So, when I delivered the cake, it was placed on a table in a box until everyone had gathered round. Did you say as he got back balls? Yeah. I... <laughs> That's the first you thing. You can see the balls from the back. That would be back balls. Yes, like a little, little, a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Look then- at his medals. <laughs> oh, God. We then recorded him opening the box, and the whole crowd exploded with laughter and disbelief that it was actually a real edible cake. Abby was first taught to bake by relatives and has since been learning by herself but she said this is the first time she's ventured out into explicit creations we're not sure mary berry would give this one her seal of approval but yes the fondant had made all the genitalia 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 anatomically correct Mm -hmm. wow well the eye is in the detail of course yes this is where we are chocolate Mm, starfish nice (laughs) everyone thought it heather morris said it you have the last story of the night miss morris oh a chinese man i love china you, you've got the accent almost perfect. Mm-hmm. I know, right? I've been practicing. A Chinese man decided that since he did not have a girlfriend, Aww. 
to take care of any of his needs. That he no longer needed his penis and he chopped it off. (laughs) Oh! No! To be be fair, I don't use mine very often, but it's nice to know it's there, right? Yeah. (laughs) The man was in such agony. That's going to sting. Oh, he in very much agony. Oh, baby. He rushed to the hospital for doctors to help, but when he got there, he had accidentally... Forgot his penis at home. Oh, he left it at home. So go back and get it. Can you imagine his... What's that? Can you imagine... What's that on the carpet? What's the cat brought in? What's the cat got? Where'd she bring that in from? You've been gnawed on the tip when they get it. It got bigger. Oh, no. Wow. So, doctors said they could not help him. And told the man to go back home. No. Yeah, they did. Go back home for his chopped up penis and bring it back for further assistance. Just, just blow the dust off it. It'll be fine. Get the, oh, there's a bit, just take the fluff off it. Let's see. There's a hair. Just freaking, There's a hair on it. Just duct tape it. It'll be fine. <laughs> but it's gone black. <laughs> Could stick a charcoal. <laughs> Imagine if you're making love and you say to the woman, keep the tip. <laughs> I was thinking of that toe drink. <laughs> Just use it for a toe drink. You can. I'm not drinking <laughs> drink. a shot of alcohol. <laughs> oh, no, with a big wiener in it. There's your bloody Mary. Oh, oh, you said big wiener. Oh. This is China. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes, Gherkin. we're not talking ginormous. No, no, we're not. We're not in that. And I, I, th- I still won't want to swallow it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That's all you've got, is it? (laughs) That's it. Forgot his willy. (laughs) I knew there was something I should have brought with me. It was nagging at the back of my mind. I thought, have I left the gas on? Have I fed the cat? Did I lock the front door? I searched my pockets. (laughs) Car keys. Car keys, yeah. Check. Hang on, I've left me cock at home. <laughs> God, I feel such a fool. I do. I, I've got a mind like a sieve. Be me car keys next. Can, can I have some gauze? <laughs> a post-it note. Remember to take cock to hospital on Wednesday. On a, like a checkup, like a vet. You put it on a leash. <laughs> There's a man dragging his cock along the floor. (laughs) Beryl, come and have a look at this. Last week it was the woman next door with a vibrator in the backyard. That is a man dragging a willy out the sidewalk. Think she can use this? (laughs) Little willy, willy won't go home. I left my little willy. Having fun. (laughs) More wine, ladies. Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place. With the K2 meter, the dead battery and the crab salad, it is Heather who managed to score a very resplendent minus three. No. I've scored 11 (laughs) points, but in first place, winning for the second week, the $33,000 IR cameras, Michelle Corey scored 15. Yay! 
<laughs> Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact us anytime via our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips and remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out on air on soundcloud if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio you will hear much more mirth merriment filth and sexual innuendo my gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris jaton drainer Michelle, Corey, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including Martin's online auction, Frank Zolchek, The Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>